by next year we're gonna have et visitors it's gonna be like blatant like they just land here and they're among us and everybody's like oh my god people from the pleiades are here and it's just getting people in society adjusted and used to aliens being among us it's kind of gonna be like segregation there's gonna be bars open for extraterrestrials to come in and and eat at and some are gonna be like only humans it's just like safe spaces for humans that aren't used to alien presence yet i'm thinking of that bar scene in star wars with all the aliens that's basically what it is right to another episode of Awaken Now What. I'm your host, Helen. And I'm your host, JR. Awaken Now What is a podcast that illuminates your spiritual awakening and ascension. Helen, we have such a fun show today with an amazing guest. He is a successful influencer and content creator. Let's welcome King Cassius to the show, everyone. Yeah, <laughs> welcome. Thank you guys for having me, by the way. I'm so excited for this. <laughs> oh my god we're so excited to have you here uh cassius your content is amazing it's all over social media thank you but let's take it back what was your awakening like and when were you exposed to ancient wisdom hmm i think this is going back to elementary school so this is around 2014 15 and i was always an empath and i was always attracted to astral projection and I never knew why I just like knew it was real and I could feel everybody's energy all the time but I didn't understand completely what it was I just thought I was a mind reader or something so I was just like okay I could just tell everybody's thinking and stuff and from then I would say after high school uh that's when it started to kick in which was COVID which was for most people and that's when I really got heavily into consciousness and I started learning about it learning about aliens and stuff and at first it was kind of like whoa this is this is totally out there but then I started learning that like I started working with ETs and things like that but I didn't know I was mm. so I just thought it was the universe giving me assignments and telling me to do things but then later on I realized it was actually the Galactic Federation oh, so wow. then I got memories and I started being gifted memories by these beings of who I was and who I am so now it's like I never would have thought I'd be here, but now it's just like a complete understanding of us and especially of who I am and what I'm doing here. You had past lives in Lyra. Were you a pretty high-ranking official during that time? I'm actually surprised on how many people know about the Lyra Draconian Wars now. Mm. So I'm actually really happy you brought that up. And yes, I actually was a princess in that time. And I put that I was Prince of Lyra, like, in my bio. And as some of my followers that are, like, really attuned, they're like, why are you lying to us? You are a princess. Why are you lying? Uh, and I'm like, I'm like, okay, you got me. But I can't tell people I'm Princess of Lyra because then they're going to, like, everybody's going to think it's weird or something. So I just say I'm Prince. <laughs> wow. What a cool story. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> Those memories were actually the hardest to... Uh, incorporate within myself because when I first saw the memories I was it was so emotional people think the past life memories you get and it's just like oh yeah I was I lived on this planet I was this but when you get these memories you remember who you are it's like those movies of when your memories wiped and then they have to remember who they are Mm -hmm. it's literally like that and then you realize that your mind was wiped and then you remember and these beings come to you. They're like, hey, do you remember me? We worked in this. And I'm like, I don't know who the hell you are. And they're like, oh, well, we used to work together before you incarnated and stuff. I'm like, oh, and then I get the memories. Right. And then I see the heaviest were definitely Lyra. Um, but it actually brought me the most power. So I would still say to this day, it is my biggest weakness and also my biggest strength. Yeah, we had Ishmael Perez on season two 
and okay. he says he was the king of Lyra. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there was so many different planets. Right. Okay. Um, I was on one of the first to get attacked, which was Avalon, oh. and my I remember my father at that time. Um, he when the reptilians came, he was so open arms with them and remember we were we were living in peace for like millions of years we never knew anything like any sort of darkness so when they came i remember telling my dad i was like these guys are suspicious like i don't like them there's something up with them i don't know what it is but there's something not right and a lot of lyra was like that and my dad though i don't know if he was scared to like say yeah there's something up or what but he just wasn't he was like oh it's fine it's fine and when we got attacked i remember i was the memories where you could see like reptilian beings like eating people and like like the most evil things you could think of they did and i remember those times still like it was yesterday because i remember i'm there and we escaped most of us escaped but I said, okay, they want they want to see Lyra. They want Lyra. Like they're gonna get Lyra. And I had to train to fight. I went to Andromeda to train to fight for a while, and I stayed because I thought, you know, I thought it was my fault because I'm like royalty. You are your whole purpose of being alive is to protect and guide the people. So I thought this is my fault because I basically allowed the Draconians to do this. And so even after Lyra, I became like a bounty hunter because. I knew how to fight and I was still had this heavy thing against draconians. So um, I didn't join the Galactic Federation until probably a few million years after. So this is when like things are dying down, like the Orion war started happening. So they went from Lyra to Orion and I fought a little bit there too. And that's when I joined the Federation, but I didn't like governments because they're so like corrupt Mm. in my eyes and like they could be corruption in both sides. Right. So I hated it, but now I, I actually love them. Yeah, the Galactic Federation were hijacked at one point as well. Is that correct? I actually, now that you say that, I never thought about it like that or like went into it. But in all my memories, there's some like thing toward the Galactic Federation. Like at one point, I was like, "Mm -mm," like there's corruption because I joined them. And I remember there's something that happened that I was like, you know what? I'm going back to being a bounty hunter, right? Like I'm not doing this no more. And then they would hire me for things because they all wanted, they all heard about this princess of Lyra fighting around the galaxy. And they wanted to know like if we could, if I could join them and all that. But I was like, I don't, I don't join. I don't want to be boxed and told what to do anymore. And so I never joined them until a little bit after when they were like, okay, well then why don't you become commander then? And if you do your missions effectively, then We'll give you commander, then you could run things. And I said, okay, like I'm down for that. <laughs> yeah. So it was um, it, the memories were very emotional. But a lot of people that I've seen that are Lyran, some remember, some don't. And the ones that do, they they only remember little bits. And I I give them that. I'm like, because when they remember, it's gonna be heavy. Some of them, it's interesting. You guys actually think this is cool because the Lyrans I meet now, um, it was similar to when I was a bounty hunter and I'd meet Lyrans. I'm like, yo, do you, like, you're a Lyran? I'm crazy. I found one, right? And this is like when we're in Orion. And the people were like, we're not Lyran anymore. Like, we're Orion or we're Pleiadian. Mm. And I always remember when Lyra was being destroyed, I said, we'll never forget we're Lyran. And if you're royal, never forget you're royal. And so that, pained me that people didn't want to be part of lyra or they forgot they were lyran Mm -hmm. and so seeing lyrans on earth some of them are like so distant lyran like they escaped lyra and then they went to sirius and now they're like serious beings and they're like water beings now so their lyran heritage is going way way back so to find a pure lyran is actually kind of hard to find these days interesting and all these memories can the be... The whole tr- star seed thing is crazy. Right. All these memories are layered within our DNA. And it's up to each person to trigger those light memories. Mm-hmm. Like when you um, when you get more conscious, especially when you get to 5D, mm-hmm. it's people think 5D is just happiness and love. That is just a, 
a like side piece of what happens when you become 5d 5d you become you live on a soul level so 3d is physical level 4d is astral which is where most of the planets at now they're aware of spirits energy and all that stuff just the astral realm and then 5d is your soul level so from there that's when you shed the other bodies which is physical and astral but you can live 5d while having a physical body mm. and which is where the lyrans what the lyrans were doing so the whole key now which is what the federation really presses me on on teaching people is 5d and living on a soul level so you recognize your soul in a physical body mm. and then from there when you want to access more then you realize there's more to you than the, just this one life and from there you become so happy because you're like no matter what happens i'm good like i am i am alive in this human incarnation and i this is one experience out of the thousands i've had so from then you just naturally become so happy and at peace with yourself and you do that's another side piece you get the memories flooding in because right. you're aligned with that right amazing amazing there is so much related to 5d that i would love people to learn especially um because people complicate it and this is where i honestly get a little upset with a lot of social media and how they portray things because that is why i went on kind of the harder journey of doing things myself and finding it out for myself because i don't I like researching, but I also like experimenting, which is what a lot of people will like to do. Mm. So I like to do it myself. It's just like with astral projection. Like now that I do it, before I would research people like, oh, do it this way, do it that way. But now that I do it, I'm like, you could choose what way you want to do it. And there's so much stuff that I wish people told me like that. Like, you know, astral projection, you could do it easily at night just saying, I want astral project, I want to go somewhere and you'll do it. Right. You don't have to do the whole complex stuff that people portray it so 5d is the same thing like it's way easier than you think but it's a process so when you spread it out then you don't pressure yourself so much right. and it gets way easier right and each person kind of has to find a formula that works for them an approach that works for them mm -hmm. for sure so you have to do it your way just like like my way is the lyron way so i love light and and I'm so like goofy and I just love playing around, but I also am a warrior. So I will go to war if need be. Right. And a lot of other star seeds don't really vibe with that. They're like, oh, I don't want to fight. I'm a lover, stuff like that. But by the Lyran way, I'm like, especially with my experiences, I'm like, so you, it in my eyes, I'm like, why wouldn't you fight? But a lot of people like Pleiadians, for example, they're so like their whole thing is being a light worker. So if there's stuff where you need to fight or there needs to be a warrior, they're going to go get the Lyrans or they're going to get the Syrians or something. Mm. But the Pleiadians, they're more like, they're more warriors in the light work sense. So they'll incarnate on different planets to basically help in from the inside. So they're the ones that created the whole Starsea program was the Pleiadians. Mm. So they are more light and the Syrians are more personality and they're powerful in terms of having your own personality um arcturians are more mental so they've mastered mind and soul and then when you look again the lyrans they're like mixing 5d and warriorship so it's like every starseed heritage has their own like culture which is so fascinating to me to this day still amazing stories amazing stories as a platform for you, you know, what more would you like to speak on to set things straight about 5D? You know, you have the mic. <laughs> Good question. Um, you have to live more on a soul level. And that, let me give like an example. So with a lot of my one-on-one -on -one FaceTimes I do with people, they're on the bridge of 5D and they don't even realize it. And it's because they're not following it's going to sound corny, but their heart, like your heart is the guidance system. So when you, when you are aligned with your heart, it's like, that is what's most connected to your soul. So it's like, whatever makes you happiest, people are like, do what makes you happiest. And we think happiness as like a, um, something like, what's the word? Like something high end you get just like rich people. It's like getting rich. They're like, if you're happy, you're rich. 
but really happiness is the basic level like you should be happy and unconditional love all the time and to do that though you realize you live on a soul level so you live where you're like okay yeah so for example like you helen you're like yeah i'm pleiadian i'm also you're gonna learn about some more of your heritage later but there's a lot also with orion with you so there's so much so you're like you realize like you helen you've been in a lot of orion wars i don't know if you know that yet but you have and so when you live on a soul level even more than you do now you're gonna see the wars you're in you're also gonna see the planets you lived on and you're like okay well it's basic like to you you're like yeah this is just one incarnation i came to earth to do this and this is what i want to do now and it's basic and people will talk to you they're like are you on drugs like are you okay like when you talk to them like that but they don't even understand yet because you're on the 5d level where you have a soul you have access to your soul's data bank because you live on that level that that frequency so you have access to all the soul library even the akashic records you could easily just close your eyes and and get to the akashic records which you will too hell in your locks <laughs> so that's going to be really cool to just be able to close your eyes and see what is up in the akashic records and where you've been and there will be a kind of like a few years where you're developing you're trying to understand like one month you're learning about um a war you were in on orion the next year seeing um a high vibrational planet or something like that so you get so much different access to all the lives you lived and then you could choose how you want to live now because it's like i don't need to live like those lives even though that is me you see it as you you're like that is me and you see it in your memory just like any other memory in your head you're like yeah i fought in the orion wars and now i'm not too i'm not really a warrior now i'm more of a i'm i'm trying to get away from the war now so you came to Earth to experience what it was like to be on a primitive planet and help out the people with your knowledge and stuff like that. So for anybody who wants to live on 5D, the simplest way is to just live from your heart. Do what makes you happy. If it's music, do music. If it's like, think about when you were a kid and you were just so free, no worries in the world. That was 5D. You were in 5D when you were a little kid and you could do that right now just by living like a kid again but with more knowledge like an adult or like an elder so you have to it's the yin and the yang mixing both and it's really just about returning back to when you notice that like 5d is like going back to source like you're getting closer to source and just in this lifetime to become more 5d it's just returning back to when you were a kid again when you were pure so I keep getting this thing by the Federation of returning back. And I'm starting to take note of that because a lot of stuff the Federation tells me, it takes me a bit to understand. But yeah, I'm going to take note of that now. Just like the returning back and we're going back within instead of looking outside because all the answers are in you. Right. And that's something I want people to know too. It's like all the information is in your soul's data bank. Love it. Beautiful words. Yeah, it's Cassius, so beautiful great. Words. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> you had a pretty intense past life memory from the Draconian Lyran Wars, where reptilians came down and annihilated the Lyrans and were eating them. I think you you mentioned in one of your it was a podcast, I believe. Uh, mm -hmm. What was your most peaceful memory back in Lyra? Your most peaceful, loving memory back in Lyra. Just to kind of balance I think that about memory them all the time. Yeah, honestly, I think about them all the time. And it was, it's weird because when I look back at those days, it's like when my when my soul was a child. Mm. That's how I look at it now, like my younger days, like millions and millions of years ago. Um, it was very bright, so, because remember, they just descended into physicality. So they were the first beings in the galaxy descend into the 3d realm so for them it was like we are we're souls deciding to have a physical experience so that was like i guess you could say that was the beginning of the 5d consciousness in a 3d body which is what we're all looking to achieve so it was the definition of that and it was so peaceful agricultural everyone was love and peace it was just like 
there was no such thing as conflict ever. And if there was like a little conflict, it was solved really easily. And there was no ego. Like royalty was not like how it is on here where it's like, yeah, we're royals, we're above you. It was like, we're royals, we're the, we're the representatives of the civilization and the protectors. So we take on that job. You guys, we we are you and you are us. So all the people look to us as like, their representatives it's like it's like if we were to travel somewhere else they would point to the royals and be like okay go to them because they are like they are us so they are that's the only way to explain it so hard to put it in like physical words but it's like they are us so you go to them and they're like the head of the dragon the best way to explain it so any royals you come across within the galaxy, Orion royals, reptilian royals, I guess they all have different energies to it. Like the reptilian ones will obviously be a little bit more aggressive, but royals are always seen as like the leaders of the civilization. So um, during that time, it was being 5D then, it was just like, there was nothing. It was just like, we were children. We we're all just happy and playing and then imagine now the draconians coming and it was like the lightest of light, pure light meeting pure darkness. And I still look at that like, I can't wait to, in the future, they're going to make movies about this because it's like, of course, it's our galactic history. So they want to tell about it. But the way the Federation first told me, they showed it to me like a Disney movie. It was like, so they literally explained it to me like this. They were like, once upon a time, there was Lyra and they show like lion beings and like, and they look like Caucasian humanoids and um, and feathered beings look like avians. And they're all happy and light. So just imagine like, it looks like, they showed it to me like this, like a little girl just prancing through the, like the fields with a basket. And then she comes across this huge dark reptilian. And he's like, hi, little girl. <laughs> and and the, the narrators are like, and now she meets the darkness. The lightest meets the dark. And I'm like, this is a cool ass story. Like, it's so cool, but so heavy. Right. So they're gonna have to teach it like that, like, like a child, like a very nice, innocent child meeting uh the most evil dark being ever, and explaining how that was the start to what happened in the galaxy. Now the galaxy, there's not as much war as there was then, but there is still conflict, like as you know, with Earth. Earth is like the middle of a galactic war right now. Like that's why so many beings are here incarnated in human bodies is to help in from the inside. So they call us the ground team. So people that are incarnated and decide, okay, we're going to be on the ground and then we're in contact with you guys. So it's like they're working through us and with mm. us. And the draconians that are here with their dark agenda are doing the same thing. It's like, it's really a huge chess game. So a lot of us already know what's going on and we're actively playing a part in it instead of just like, oh yeah, I'm a star seed or I'm going to work and all this stuff. Like we're actively deciding to do missions and things like that. I see a lot more people deciding to work with the Federation and even angels, things like that. So there's so much more going on behind the scenes and mm -hmm. the collective actually knows. Mm -hmm. So much more. But people aren't ready. Some people right. are more ready than I thought, but a lot of people are not. Mm -hmm. Like my family came over on Easter and they started talking about spiritual stuff. And they were, I was interested because they were talking about reptilians and stuff. And they were all they were all like, yeah, we're hearing about shapeshifters. And like this is stuff that five years ago people would not touch on. So they hear them. I'm like wow humans are here now that's cool Interesting. and yeah. my mom was like oh come and join because my mom knows i do all this she's all in this stuff too and she's like she wanted to prompt me to come sit at the table to kind of discuss it with them right. and to tell them the truth and she's like yeah why don't you come and i was like no nah, i'm good because <laughs> they were not like even if i told them about it their their consciousness is not like their mentality is not there mm -hmm. so if i went into the federation i was like oh yeah like um, at night, I do assignments in the astral realm or stuff where I go to the Federation headquarters or whatever it is. They just they can't grasp it. It's like they hear you, but they don't. Right. And that's why I don't I only talk with it. I only talk to people about things that they can understand. So it's like with you guys, even it's like I could go farther with you guys than I can with most people. 
right? But then if I go to someone who's just getting into star seeds and stuff, right. I'll talk about I won't talk about their past lives yet mm-hmm. or things like that. And their guides are like, if especially if it's a one on one client, their guides are like, do not tell them like about their past lives because it'll distract them from this like chapter that they're in now so i completely feel you it's whenever i have a client i'm reading their energy and i'm meeting them where they are like i'm not giving them something Mm -hmm. i'm not like if they're in first grade i'm not giving them high school material yes i just can't wait for people to uh get the truth from the government straight up it's coming very slowly like it's close disclosure disclosure Mm -hmm. I cannot wait for that. <laughs> a lot this year, which is already happening slowly. They're already doing it on the news and stuff. You guys see it. Yep. But once everybody knows it's real, especially with the starseed stuff, it's going to get interesting because everybody's going to be like, they're going to walk around. They're going to be like, are you a starseed? And stuff like that. And they're oh, going to start man. doing that. Like, it's coming, right? It's coming. Jeez. Oh. It's going to be fascinating because they tell about aliens and then right away star seeds are like taking off their masks and they're like, and everybody's like, bro. So the aliens been here this whole time. Like I was friends with one and everybody's like, yep, like we've been here. So it's going to be cool for people walking around. They're like, oh my God. Yeah. I'm friends with a star seed from Andromeda and he's so cool. And everybody's like, oh my God, I want to meet an Andromeda star seed. Like that's where we're headed at next. <laughs> that's a fun world to think about. I know. Right. <laughs> wow just imagine that that type of environment in society just like kind of completely open to um the greater galactic community i I think that's where we need to get to yeah i mean we have a question here in in regards to the exposure agenda um do you personally have any insider information as to what will happen next any big event that may be coming so I was given a little layout by the Federation of what it's going to look like. I actually posted this on my Instagram. It was the one with the, like the little pictures in it. It goes from humanity like template. To 10. Yeah. Humanity template. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So um, it was like, number one was Odium, which was like when there was so much fighting, it was like 2018, 19. And we're at disclosure. And the next one is attack from space or space attack. So it's like um, people are going to become aware. This is the time when reptilians are attacking more, draconians are attacking more. And I divorced some of my starseed like, like people and agents that are part of the Federation about this. And I told them, like, be careful. They're going to be attacking more heavily. And they're like, that makes sense why I'm facing this or why um, draconians have been like doing this and that. Like They're like, it makes sense. So I've been noticing I've been getting a lot more clients that have had reptilian attacks or like people's parents calling me, like little kids' parents calling me saying their kids are being attacked by spirits and stuff. So it's related to that, but also um, it it was kind of multi-layered. It was like they could do a fake alien invasion, but I don't like telling people that because that's been kind of a popular thing and it's not going to happen. That's Project Bluebeam, correct? Yes, and that was a small possibility, and that's why I didn't like talking about it. But there was also relate to um, the government making it seem like aliens are actually bad or like they're going to attack us. So that's why I was like space attack and attack on space. Mm -hmm. Um, And and now we're getting into the number seven, which is Starway. So that one is we're learning about the way of the stars and what's actually out there and the truth about everything. And then the next one after that is 5D. So Looks like um, we're going to be in Starway and Disclosure for a little bit. Looks like maybe maybe another year. So by the end of this year, we'll be going into um, learning more how to be fifth dimensional. And that's, over, that's the overall like goal for Earth, essentially. Wow. Awesome. Mm-hmm. I'm so excited for 5D Earth and the stuff they show me, dog. I'm like... Whoa, you guys have no idea what Earth is going to look like. I, they show me these pictures and this stuff, and I'm like, can I tell my mom? Like, can I tell my mom about this? And they're like, you can't tell. You can't tell anybody, but tell anybody. you can tell this one person. And I'm like, okay. I'm like, please just let me tell one person. <laughs> right. I'm, I'm, I'm assuming you can't you – have, you have such a big following, and you can't really say or divulge too much information is because that timeline has to be created in the mind's – of us before we even have sense of a reality of it. 
So mm-hmm. that needs to be created within each person and it can't be thwarted through exterior ideas, ideologies, pictures. Is that correct? Is that on, on the nose? It is. It is. And um, everybody's on a different journey for their mission. Mm-hmm. So some will be more advanced than others. And a lot of the people that are very aware now, they're going to be leaders for 5D Earth. So you see a lot of the old celebrities are falling down or they're getting exposed and stuff like that. You see it's a whole thing of them falling apart and everybody's becoming more spiritual. So they're stepping into like a everybody's looking for spiritual leaders or influencers that give them, you know, energy and knowledge. So everybody that's kind of so a lot of my clients, almost basically all of them are are leaders. So I've only been getting leaders for Earth and they're all like they're like, hey, some of them are like, hey, um, I already work with the Fae and I have portals and I do all this, but this is happening. Can you help me with that? And then the Federation's like, oh, yeah, they're going through this and that because they have this. And I'm like, OK, so I see you are, you know, you're into this and you're getting this and you're going to be doing this. And they're like, how do you know that? And I'm like, the Federation tells me everything about you. So I know what's up. <laughs> and some are like very they're just getting into it. So th- th- it's like they're just coming out the womb and they're like oh my God, like I had no idea all these astral beings existed, that all this and that's like, what's going on? And their guides will give me a list. They'll give me a list and they're like, okay, this is where they're at now. And this is where they're going to be. They're going to be like, they're going to create a restaurant that's like um, totally spiritual and ETs are going to come to eat there and stuff. And I'm like, damn, (laughs) okay. So then the guides are like, okay, but you have to give them this and that because they have a layout for their journey to get there. So they're like, we sent them to you because they're off track a little and they need to be corrected, like to push back. Mm. So they'll be like, okay, can you tell them this and give them this? So then they could start getting into food more or something like that. So it's like a gradual growth. So I I would love to tell people the deepest things, which we'll all know about in the future in the next few years. But if I do, I remember I used to say too much and I would, I would get like punched out for like saying something too much. Like I would say something and they'd be like, we told you not to say anything. And I'm like, oh. or like I tell the client too much. Like I can't help it. Like that's why they'll hide stuff from me. They're like, they're like, we're not letting you access their information because we know you're going to tell them. And I'm like, oh, you guys are right. So that now I have to learn how to discern. So I'm like, mm-hmm. okay, well. Just so you know, you know, you're going to do big things. They're like, can you tell me? And I look at their guides. I'm like, and I'm like, I can't. I can't. <laughs> it is crazy, man. So, yes, just trust. It is going to be awesome. And one thing I can say to give you a little hint yeah. of like a little bit of what's going to happen is the planet's going to have a capital. It's going to be like the capital of Earth. And, okay, I can say it's going to be Dubai. Mm -hmm. Dubai is going to be like the hub of Earth. So all ETs are going to come to Dubai, and then they're going to spread out. And there's going to be a lot of different little capitals. Like um, one is Kinshasa in Central Africa. Uh Um, Brasilia, I think and costa rica also one is um it's in it's in southeast asia um i think it's jakarta Uh i think it's one of those it's like or singapore it's like places where it's like a huge hub but dubai is going to be like the capital i find that so cool interesting so this Mm is um brand new information Mm mm-hmm my mentor, Andrew Bartz, says that we are in the end game right now. And by the year 2054 is when off-worlders can come and go with full citizenships. So is mm-hmm. that, do you, are you, does that coincide with that time frame or does it, is it happening sooner? What are your thoughts? It's going to happen a little sooner, but yes, he is right. At that time, it will be like free flow. It's going to be, they want Earth to be the new... Uh, command center for the galactic federation so and with all the diversity here all diversity of human beings animals we're a mixture of so many different alien races so the fact that they want this to be the center i can see why they want it to be the like command center um 
but I bet you by next year we're gonna have ET visitors. It's gonna be like blatant, like they just land here and they're among us, and everybody's like, "Oh my god, people from the Pleiades are here!" And it's just getting people and society adjusted and used to aliens being among us. Mm-hmm. And then from there, there's gonna be a lot more coming in. And then by then, Starseed, the whole Starseed thing's already done, so everybody's like interested in aliens living among us in human bodies. And then now they're like, okay, let's just blatantly have aliens come and land here. And then it's, I could see them really mesh inside. It's going to be, it's kind of going to be like segregation. You know, when segregation back in like the 1960s, it's going to be like that kind of, but for ETs. Uh-huh. And because people are going to be kind of against it. Some are against and some are. So it's going to be like, there's going to be bars open for extraterrestrials to come in and, and eat at. And some are going to be like only humans, but it's not going to be in a way that's like segregation, but that's for lack of a better word. It's just like safe spaces for humans that aren't used to alien presence yet. I'm thinking of that bar scene in Star Wars with all the aliens. That's basically what it is, right? <laughs> it's going gonna, it's gonna to be so cool. You look over and there's some red skin being from Antares and you right. go over here and there's like a octopus being who needs to drink water like every two minutes and there's a big head guy in the corner like there's just so much different alien races and they all the the more i talk with them the more they're so cool because they see the universe so differently each right. of them and so to see star seeds too i hate how they feel like they don't they feel like they don't belong and that there's something wrong with them I'm like, no, you need to be you, especially when I come across Andromedans. I like want to bow to them because I have so much respect mm. for Andromeda and what it's done for me in my lives. So when I meet an Andromedan, I'm like, it is, it's a pleasure to meet you. Or when I meet like a royal soul, it feels like home. Like it feels like we're on the same page doing the same thing. So when I meet a royal soul, I'm like, okay, like it's really nice to meet you. Let's discuss our civilization and how we're leading our people and stuff like that. Like it's just so cool to see how different beings work mentally or their culture. The more I learn about them, the more my mind opens. Yeah, I'll just say, dude, you are such a chill fucking dude, man. <laughs> such a like such a fun conversation so far. Man. Really, thank you. I appreciate that. That's the power of um, why you can't say things to your clients or even to the audience because there's just like when you share, it's so powerful. You know, like there's there's activations at the subconscious level. I can feel it. Um, and yeah, that's why you, your, your discernment and like, even though, you know, it's like your journey to be like, OK, I need to be like understanding the timelines and activations that happen. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Like, I remember every time I talk about this stuff, to me, it's kind of basic knowledge. And I'm not even saying that to, like, sound a certain way. Like, to me, I'm like, okay, I know this is going on. To me, it's like, um, it's like we got stuff to do. Like, we're working hard, especially at the start season. Like, we're working hard. And so um, it is interesting to talk about it and see other people's perception of it because then it, it – it kind of gives me a third person perspective on myself and how things are going. Cause then I'm like, okay. Cause I never really know how humans are doing until I talk with other people or really cool star seeds like you guys. It's like, it always gives me another perspective of things always. Do you feel like you have like a built-in witness consciousness that you're just always on this like observing mode? Cause you can like come in and out. <laughs> Good question. Yes. Oh my God. That actually used to be my biggest weakness. I thought it was my biggest weakness. It was actually my biggest strength, yeah. one of them. Uh-huh. Because I noticed, I always wondered why I was so, like, I love everyone no matter what and why I thought so differently. Like, I could see their perspective. I see why. I see, even though they're a complete murderer, I understand why they did that and I love them and I want to help them. Or, like... Um, just like anybody, it's like I understand them. And when I was younger, I like the doctors would label me with they call it hyper awareness, like you're hyper aware of your reality more than most people. Mm-hmm. And that's what they call it here on earth. But really, it's just an observation mindset. So like when I talk to someone, I, I think that's what made it hard to get out of the people pleasing thing is that 
you it's like you understand how people see things and how they feel especially as an empath so you have to train yourself how to see it's like you're like i see the world this way and they're like ew i don't see it that way why do you think that way and you're like then you sit there you're like shoot is there a bad way am i thinking like not the right way but then you realize it's just perspective after and then you you analyze you're like that's interesting how they see it like that but i see it like this so being in observation mode, it's so adventurous. Even when you're just talking to a, a random stranger, you're studying like how they think and you look in their eyes and you can feel who they are. Right. I, I think that's the most fun to me. That's like a game to me. I love it. <laughs> uh, I want to bring up a story about the in-between that you and your sister took a trip to. Mm-hmm. So can you explain what the in-between is? And do you believe that drifters get lost in our universe and never get back to their original universe. Anybody that did drift would be brought back in some way, whether it's their guides okay. or, or something like that. So they'd be for sure brought back. Um, the in-between is essentially just where all it's like when you're not in a universe and you were outside of your universe now remember universes are full of millions or billions of galaxies so when you step out of your universe and you see the other universes you're like whoa like this thing is huge like it's humongous and you see them and there's like infinite amount of these other universes that look like bubbles with all these little galaxies in it i'm like oh my god but when you're there I try to explain energetically, but it's hard. The best way I can explain it is like you – so like you know when you're at your house and there's a certain energy to your house. Mm-hmm. You go to a restaurant, a certain energy to your restaurant and stuff like that. And think about it like your planet has a energy too. So you feel the energy of the planet without necessarily even knowing it sometimes. You just subconsciously feel it. And then when you go out in the stars, you feel the energy of the galaxy and the, like the solar system. And you get out the solar system and you feel the galaxy and you're like, wow. And you go to another galaxy and it's different energy, right? right? So then imagine now getting out of the universe and then you're in the in-between where there's no energy. It's just like the in-between. And you're like, oh my God, I never knew I felt so much energy at one time. And because you feel nothing, it feels like. It feels like emptiness, like complete black and where there's like nothing is nothing. But when you look around, it is like the bubbles. Like you could see where there's something. And, you know, now that I'm talking about it, this is interesting because I never mentioned this before with anybody. When I was younger, I used to have little panic attacks Mm. because I would get these downloads. I didn't even know they were downloads. It was just information of like information of what things are like like i am the table i am the tree and stuff like that and i thought i was crazy but i was just like whoa but that's true and then the one phrase that made me have extreme panic attacks was the phrase nothing is nothing and when i think about it i'm like oh my god because when you think about how nothing like just imagine nothing being there it's just black even nothing is nothing. I don't know how to explain it. That used to just scare me. And I'd sit there and be like, oh, and I'd be having panic attacks. And everybody's like, are you okay? And I'm like, no, like I'm fine. Like, go, go over there. Go over there, right? And I think about it now and I'm like, wow. That was actually a superpower, but it was too much for me at the moment. Right. So the in-between is like, you don't understand what nothing is until you've experienced the in-between. That's what I'll say. Is it similar to the quantum field or are they different? I would say it is. Uh, From my understanding, it it really is just like stranger. What is it called? Strange. Dr. Strange. Dr. Strange. And like the multiverse of madness when he's going through the different universes and stuff. When I watched that, I was like, this is what it was like. Like you go in between the universes, the B universe, the universe where you're paint. And all of that stuff, like, it's just, like, so much different infinite universes that are real but not at the same time. Like, not real to you, but real out there. And it is very much 
quantum physics because even the 3D is just like you hear people say it's holographic. I wanted to understand that because that didn't make sense to me. And I would ask the Federation, I'm like, okay, how is it holographic? And they would send me the videos to watch. Mm. And it, my understanding now from it, um, especially related to time, is that it's so hard. It's like um, it is basically just quantum physics. So it's imagine like the pixels on the screen how it like it creates a universe and we're on it we're doing this podcast on the tv screen or the computer screen but really it's happening like on a core area we see it as a screen but yeah. there's more to it like, the screen is just what we see so the right. physical is just like the screen and then we are the ones operating creating the screen and like you see me on the screen but really i'm here right, right. so it's like that in the physical so the physical is just like it is kind of holographic i guess yeah kind of like you described everything is localized but then yet at the same time everything is multi-localized yeah so that's where it can get like confusing for for a lot of people but no i, I I'm, I'm grasping I'm still trying to figure out a better way to explain to people because even me, I'm like, I asked the Federation, I'm like, how do I tell people that? But <laughs> they speak more energetic language and telepathy. So when right. you speak with them, it's like, oh, like I understand, but you can't verbalize it in English. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's like you feel it. So I wish I could just like give you the energy because you'd be like, oh, like yeah. that makes sense, but you can't with words. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Oh, I, um, when you were sharing about the in between the imagery or kind of like experience I got was I haven't done one but like sensory deprivation tank came up like it, I just imagine like the oh. void of all of yeah supposed to d- mm. d- you know deprive you of your senses but I hear I hear that people then start to go into their thoughts. yeah where it's like you don't feel anything coming in yeah. from any of them yes yeah. it is just <laughs> like that you're it's weird you're like how come i don't feel energy i don't see or oh, feel man. it's just like you're there and you you but it's like that but it's not because you don't receive anything but you have a grand understanding you're like whoa it's like all your physical senses were turned off mm-hmm. and your soul is like opened up and you're like oh my god it's the first time i felt so free and to think that there's beings that live in the in-between too like they live there and they're like this is home to us like this is what we like and a lot of them look like my clients call them portal faces because they their faces just look like portals Mm. and their their whole bodies look like like an iridescence almost clear but like purplish bluish orange and it like flows like water but their faces are portals and you look into their face and you see the universe mm-hmm. interesting i still can't like when i look at them i'm like like i can't close my mouth they're like you can close your mouth now and i'm like <laughs> like oh my god like it's just so much are these guardians of the in-between are they gatekeepers or do, do they just reside there they are yeah they're like gatekeepers but also they live there they're like we live here and now we take the job on of protecting the multiverse and the in-between and i guess there's even more it gets even bigger so and i can't even fathom that at this moment like how even bigger it gets so they are beings that live there and there's other beings that live even higher and i think the bigger would be like source like getting even closer to source because i know beings that live at source and it's like a huge light city but it's not it's it's so hard but like from our perspective it'd be like a light city and they would go to like lower dimensions so like coming to the third dimension it would be like hell in their perception it's like energetically it is so low but the beings that live here it's like um it's like they're aware that these are beings that have incarnated in physical bodies. So to be in a third dimension, like to be in a physical body makes you powerful. Like you are in one of the lowest dimensions and that makes you really powerful. Think of it like chakras of the universe. It's Mm like 3D is one of the lowest. That'd be like your root chakra. And then source would be like your crown chakra. 
So the lower you go in your chakras, the more like when you have a root chakra and you're with it, you're rooted with the earth and you're rooted in life. Mm-hmm. Now think about that when you're in a 3D body, you are rooted with the universe. I found that cool when they told me that. I said, okay, now I'm not too much against having a physical body. Like I actually appreciate it more. Amazing. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I still know a lot of star seeds who hate having physical bodies and i tell them i'm like i have to convince them because they're some of them they're not used to having physical bodies so they'll some of them they're aware they're like i'm not i don't like having a physical body can you like i want to go home or some of them they're just like they're halfway there they're just like yeah i don't understand i just feel so heavy all the time but they're pure souls like they're so loving and bright Mm. but they feel chained by their physical body so i said don't worry yes Mm -hmm. so i told him i said don't worry like having a physical experience is awesome and you chose to do this you're a warrior for coming to the physical dimension and experiencing this because what you experience here you can't elsewhere so yes um you've had your incarnation as a physical being and you don't want a physical like i know i actually know a pleiadian guide who's actually my friend Mm -hmm. and she's a spirit guide incarnated she's so cool and when you talk with her i had to convince her because her guides were also they don't understand what it's like to have a physical body because it's been so long so some of their guides especially her guides i have to remind them i'm like listen you guys haven't had a physical incarnation yet so you guys can't judge okay because they'll be like why doesn't she just do this and do that like it'll be so easier and i look at them i'm like you guys stay there because you guys have no idea what it's like to be a physical you guys haven't had a physical body in a few million years (laughs) and they're like okay you're right right but they're like why won't you just listen and i'm like because you guys don't understand like we think it's easy but you get a physical body and then you realize it's not as easy as you thought so her experience as a spear guide incarnated i'm like okay don't worry it's it's okay to have physical body it's actually powerful and strong but now i want you to access that information of being a spear guide and bring that here because that's a gift to be friends with a spear guide so use that information so she's even on her spiritual journey learning about herself as a guide the different star seeds are amazing angelic star seeds Mm -hmm. demonic star seeds reptilian star seeds like even star seeds from other universes those ones are interesting ones that are from they're very rare ones from different universes altogether you Bro, I wish you could feel it. The one girl who's from another universe, you'll probably know her from Instagram. Her name is um, Erin Lyon. Erin yeah. Lyon official. Mm-hmm. Yeah, 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 yeah. She is actually from another universe. And she- watching her videos and stuff, you could kind of see it. I could see it. But then when I met her in person, that's when I realized. So when I met her in person and we were like, we were there for a week together, right. her energy is like not from this universe. It's very iridescent and different. It's not like us where we're like, we're different beings from this universe and we're doing this and that. She's from a whole nother ball game. So to come here, it's like she's here seeing this universe and how it operates. And she wants to go home to another universe. But she had to have permission to be in this one. So she had to get permission to stay in this one. And they're like, we need you here for this. So her energy, I wish you could feel it in person. It's just like, that's the only way I can explain it. It's just, it doesn't feel like she's from here. It's like when you have a family member in your house and then someone new from outside comes into your house. It feels like that energy. That's the only way I could explain it from that frequency. Uh, yeah, she's she's big into light language, yeah? she's She is. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So you have a Shadow Hunter series on YouTube. And I, 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 do, watched yeah. the, I watched the first two. I was like, oh, my, this is, this is, this is fucking awesome. Um, you described that a rep, reptilian placed an energetic monitoring, monitoring device on you that lowered your vibration whenever it got too high. Mm-hmm. Do you think that this technology is being used on a wide scale, on a massive scale, <laughs> hindering course. collective vi- vibrations? Mm-hmm. Of course. There's a lot of it. Um, uh, some of my assignments, I don't usually talk about my assignments too much unless it's the show, but I love talking about them anyways. Some of them, 
I would be sent to do something somewhere to just clean up a mess that a reptilian made or like something that they put in that area. So the skate park, as you know, from the show was a big area still is. So I had to shield that area and some before shielding it though, I would go there energetically to clean it up. Like there's just energy there that a reptilian put there so that they're very smart. It's chess. So they would energetically place things in that area, just energy period. So that when people come, they're saturated in that. And if they don't know what's going on, they just soak into a low vibration. And when they go home, they trail that low vibration home and it causes like a huge ripple effect. Mm -hmm. So a lot of these beings will do things like that. And they do play some, it's like astral AI in places to see where star seeds are very important ones are like the federation calls them galactic ambassadors i want to call them that instead of star seeds but um it's really they just keep track of galactic ambassadors and they love to place those devices on ambassadors but they only really do it with very powerful ones that they need to really keep track of um but ai like that's not very common they more do the energy stuff or most commonly they'll just send a reptilian to you know like do things like a few of my clients like you saw in episode two where a reptilian would come every day like at the end of the day to come and take his energy and lower his energy and then leave but he was just like i just work here like this is what i was supposed to be doing right so they, they more do that but as people get more aware the reptilians can't just come in anymore because the people are like there's a being in my house but before they didn't know so now that they're aware of it, you're going to see more of that technology or energetic technology that they place and people will be less aware of those right. for sure. So spiritual hygiene and spiritual upkeep are so important moving forward for everyone out there. Yes. Cleanse their that, space. Mm-hmm. And I would say awareness is the number one key. Because once you're aware of it, even if you don't know how to handle it, you're aware that it's there. Just like with any of, especially you guys, where it's like you're aware that, you know, you are maybe struggling with ego or something, but you're aware of it and you catch your ego whenever it happens. You're like, okay, that's my ego right there. And you don't know what to do yet, but you're aware of it. It is exactly that. So awareness will be where I want everyone to be at. And then right from then you all of a sudden you want to do more spiritual hygiene or more energy work or especially when you get more to 5d and stuff you're gonna want to meditate because it's like that's peace that is that is the key so i would not i would also tell people don't force yourself to meditate you can be like okay i'm gonna meditate at least for 10 minutes to calm my mind but don't force yourself to meditate more increase your awareness of what's out there and of yourself next thing you know you want to meditate because it's like needed on that vein you're writing a book for right for raising your vibration what are some tips from the book that you might be able to share Ooh, i can't wait to put that book out because it's gonna be so much this thing's gonna be a textbook man it's already like so thick (laughs) yeah um i would say actually I want to tell you guys this. Try this meditation called subconscious traversing. So really, you just sit down. And I love telling people to do this. Really just sit down and you light you light it incense. Just make your area comfortable. Oh I just had the craziest form of deja vu right now. Oh. I got it too earlier. Did yeah, this was it? meant to happen. Mm-hmm. Oh, my God. Sorry <laughs> for interrupting you. Holy crap. No, his face was like, whoa. <laughs> oh, my God. i love it yeah (laughs) so i want you to try this now so sit down just in a comfortable spot i like lighting an incense to program energy in my room open the window energy flow and you just like you just relax let go of everything that's why i tell people write down your problems everything you don't want to forget so then when you're in the meditation you can forget everything and then you sit down and just let your mind go wherever the hell it wants like just explore your mind And you'll notice like when you close your mind, you're just traveling your imagination, which is a big thing in spirituality. Imagination is powerful and it's actually a mental universe. So you're traveling the universe in your mind. So you sit down 
and maybe you close your eyes and you're at your like family house you walk in the house and then um there's a woman standing there or something and then you could you could even talk to her these are subconscious projections you could talk to it's really just your imagination but you're not making your imagination do it you're not like oh she's gonna say this you're like you're allowing your imagination to create and bring you and say things to you and you notice you're traveling yourself so you're literally colonizing your mind and you're seeing what is in it that is a huge self-awareness key that will help so just sit down let your mind do whatever it wants and you follow along so you're walking along so next thing you know you're walking on this path or you're flying in space and you land on a planet you may notice that your your mind is organized in different ways so it's like I don't know if you guys have watched the 100, but in the 100, there's um, a scene, an episode where they traverse their mind space and all their mind spaces look different. One girl, it's like their bookshelves. So you pull out a book and then you could see memories, but her whole mind is like a huge library. The one girl's is like a spaceship. Um, so everybody's mind space looks different. So mine looks like just like a galaxy, like every memory, like every planet has different memories for different things. So I would travel there in my mind and see different memories and stuff. You guys, it may be completely different. And that's the cool part. You're seeing what it looks like and you open your eyes. You're like, oh my God, like I never knew my mind was so in depth and like so much knowledge in it. I want you guys to try that. It's going to be real cool. Oh, Absolutely absolutely exciting yes ma'am <laughs> all right we have reached the now what part of the episode cassius this has been such a fun episode what last pieces of advice do you have for our listeners to further illuminate their awakening keep your mind open to everything mm. having your mind open will free you so even the craziest theories like flat earth you got to look into that and you have to look into everything so your mind is open. So when you hear something new, don't close your mind off to it. Understand it first. So even I, at the beginning of my journey, I looked into flat earth theory. The earth is not flat, by the way. But I looked into it just because my <laughs> mind was open. I was like, let me just look into it and see and keep my mind open to see right. how they think too. And some of it was pretty like convincing, but it's not flat. So with that, it's like everything you look into and you keep your mind open and be open to that I may be wrong and I may be right. But no matter what, don't place, don't be too attached to I want to be right or I don't want to be wrong. Place the, okay, I'm an alive being. I'm neutral. I'm here. And this is what I believe about the universe right now. And then you get more information. So just keep your mind open and embrace the not knowing and the adventure. The adventure makes it so much fun. Beautiful words. All right. It's time to play memory check with King Cash. <laughs> We've scoured your social media and developed some questions to quiz you on your material. Are you down to play? I'm so down. Cassius, are you ready? I'm so ready. <laughs> Being right. tested on my own stuff. <laughs> I love it. Three, two, one, go! Cassius, who did you say are the most ancient beings in our galaxy? Is it A, Pleiadians, or B, Lyrans? Lyrans. Correct. What creates the physical experience? A, the soul, or B, the body? Oh, the body. Uh, incorrect, the soul. Wow. You posted the humanity template on Instagram. What is number five on that template? Is it disclosure and distortion or space attack? Disclosure and distortion. Correct. Apollo 12's lunar module crash landed on the moon in which year? 1968 or 1969? 1969. Correct. What determines where your soul goes after death? A, soul frequency or B, God? Soul frequency. Correct. Finish the statement. Energy is always blank. Energy is always present. Incorrect. Moving. Wow. There are three ways to have an advanced mind. Number one is expansive mind. Number three is mind colonization. What is number two? Oh, shit. Um, <laughs> oh, my God. Um, 
mind openness, something more related to that? Incorrect. Self-awareness. Self-awareness, okay. Which animal did scientists state appeared out of nowhere? Is it A, octopi, or B, jellyfish? Octopus. Correct. What's one of your worst fears? A, spiders, or B, shitting yourself? Cheating myself. That's <laughs> great. <laughs> King Cassius, everyone. Yeah. <laughs> Didn't even hit time. Wow, that was the hardest one. Was the soul and the physical one? That one, I was like, ooh, it's like both. It's hard to do that one. It's, it's kind of both, right? It's kind of both. Yeah. Um, we'll give it full points for for that. Um, Cassius, where can the listeners find you? You guys can find me on Instagram at I'm King Cash, or you can find me on TikTok or YouTube, King Cassius, and I'll be there waiting for you guys. Perfect. I'll put all that info in the show notes. Dude, such a fun episode today. Thank you. For speaking with us today thank you so i appreciate much. you guys having me allowing me the space to talk thank you guys awesome if you like this episode please subscribe and leave a positive review i'm your host jr and i'm your host helen join our discord community so we can talk about all the great things cash just took us through and more about the galactic federation so we can keep being ambassadors till next time see you guys next time